Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odiyemuchi O'Connell. The title of this week's lesson is All Future Generations. The key text is from Genesis chapter 6 verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Shall we pray? Our great and awesome Father, hallowed be thy name. Thank you again for an opportunity to study your word. Please, Father, open our minds, teach us through this lesson to love you more, to the glory and honor of your name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. After the fall of Adam and Eve, evil began to multiply rapidly. In today's lesson, the multiplication of bacteria cells is used to illustrate the rapidity with which evil multiplies. Bacteria are plant organisms too small to be seen without a microscope. They are responsible for causing diseases such as cholera, leprosy, tuberculosis, syphilis, and a few other infectious diseases. Even after bacteria have been magnified by 1,000 times, all species will still appear smaller than a pencil point. Under favorable conditions such as warmth, moisture, and availability of food, a mature bacteria cell first splits into two daughter cells. Then within the next 24 hours, that single mature cell would have produced 16 million new bacteria and within 48 hours, hundreds of billions of bacteria would have emerged from that single bacteria cell. This represents the rapidity with which evil began to multiply after the fall of Adam and Eve. Although bacteria can be exterminated by sunlight, chemicals, or higher temperature, God chose to check man's rebellion by universal flood. This week, we shall look at the effect of sin on God's creation. The sin principle. Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. At the end of creation, God proclaimed that everything was good. But sin came and marred the whole creation. Rebellion reached its brim that even a loving God could no longer tolerate it. It took about 2,000 years between creation and the flood. The Masoretic text, the authoritative Hebrew and Aramaic text, places the flood around 1,656 years after creation. The question is, how did things get so bad so quickly? This is perhaps the same question we ask when we look at our own selves and our struggle over sin. Genesis chapters 3 and 4 reveal that sin progressed so rapidly within a short time that by chapter 6 of Genesis, the wickedness of man had become so great that every imagination of the thought of his heart had become evil continually. Genesis 6 verse 5. Sin progressively gets worse and never stops until it leads to ruin and death. This principle is sin all around us. This is why God hates sin. And this is why he will surely eradicate it. The good news is that someday soon, God will eradicate sin. God wants to save sinners and establish a perpetual covenant of peace with his people. And you could be a beneficiary of his grace even now. The man Noah. Despite how decayed the world was before the flood, one man stood out. The Bible says this about a man who stood out. Noah was righteous. 
in the sight of God. The Revised Standard Version says, He was blameless. Noah walked with God. Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. Noah had a relationship with God. He listened to God. He trusted Him and He obeyed Him. This was why God used him to fulfill his purpose. Peter will later refer to Noah in the New Testament as a preacher of righteousness. 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 5. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 8, the Bible says, But Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. The word grace is found for the first time in this text. The word translated as grace in this text is the same word translated as grace in the New Testament. So, both words whether in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, is the same word and means exactly the same thing. It means to receive unmerited mercy or favor from God. This text shows clearly that no matter how blameless, no matter how righteous Noah was, like every one of us, he was still a sinner who needed God's grace to be saved. Covenant with Noah. Genesis chapter 6, verse 18. But with thee, will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, and thy sons and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. In this text, the Bible re-explains what is involved in a covenant relationship. First, obedience is needed. God said to Noah, you and your family shall go into the ark. So God had a part to play, and Noah and his family also had a part to play. If any party fails to play by the rule, then the covenant will be broken. God refers to his covenant, this covenant in Genesis chapter 8, verse 6, verse 8, as my covenant. It suggests that, as with all relationships between God and man, it was all about God. It was he who was extending his grace to Noah, and he does so to all humans. God's covenant with man is not a covenant between two equals. Otherwise, we could say that both parties have something to gain. Any covenant relationship between God and man is usually between two unequal parties where man is the beneficiary and God is the provider of grace. We could illustrate this by imagining humanity as a man drowning down the ocean. Then God throws down a rope to save him. But God says to him, hey, I want to save you. But the requirement for you to be saved is that you must reach out for the rope. Do you agree? That's the relationship between God and man. Sign of a rainbow. Genesis 9 verse 13. I do set a ball and a cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and you. There are a few natural phenomena that are as beautiful as a rainbow. Perhaps this explains why the rainbow is used as a symbol for many things. But beyond the beauty, the rainbow is God's covenant with humanity. It's a symbol of God's promise that he will never again destroy the world with water. This covenant is different from all other covenants found in the Bible. In this very covenant, there's no specific obligation placed on any specific individual. But it was God's way of reminding humanity of the disastrous effect of disobedience. What does the rainbow mean to you? And how does it help you better prepare for what is coming? Only Noah was left. Genesis 7 verse 23, And every living substance which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things, and the fowl of heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark.
In this text, we find the idea of a wall remnant, which literally means remaining or left alone. Then in Genesis 45 verse 7, the Bible records that God left a remnant after the flood. But Isaiah 11 verse 11 shows that in the last days, the Lord will recover a remnant from the earth. And Revelation 14 verse 12 tells us what will be the condition for saving God's remnant people in the final episode of earth's history. The remnant shall be those who keep the commandment of God and the faith of Jesus. Would you consider yourself a part of God's remnant people? If no, what can you do to be included in that number? In conclusion, right from the fall, all generations of humanity became part of the doom that befell the human race. But God is looking for a remnant who will keep his commandments and the faith of Jesus, that he may invest his love and grace upon them. Please pray with me. Thank you, our great God, for this lesson. Thank you for always initiating a covenant relationship between you and fallen humanity. Help us, dear Lord, to fulfill our own terms of our covenant daily. Glory and honor and majesty be ascribed to the name of our God, now and always. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions and contributions, you can reach me on WhatsApp through plus 234-903-789-1680. Or you can send me an email to Sabbath School Lessons Summary at gmail.com. God bless you.